This program is brought to you by Israel Restoration Ministries. What are you doing Sunday nights? Come join Friendship with God radio Bible teacher Tom Cantor of the Friendship with God Fellowship Church every Sunday night at 5.30 p.m. at The Vine at 9336 Abraham Way, Santee, California. Watch and listen live around the world to Tom Cantor Sunday evening on YouTube.com by searching for Friendship with God Fellowship or by going to our homepage at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. Welcome to Friendship with God with our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor. Today's message and previous messages can be listened to or downloaded for free at friendshipwithgod.org, friendshipwithgod.org. You can also obtain free resources from Tom Cantor and view our online bookstore at friendshipwithgod.org or call us at 800-247-3051, 800-247-3051. Tom Cantor also has a daily devotional verse that comes out each day by email and on Facebook. To receive this small daily devotional verse that Tom Cantor puts out, you can sign up at friendshipwithgod.org, friendshipwithgod.org, or find Tom Cantor on Facebook by searching for Tom Cantor and Friendship with God. Now, here is our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor. All right, now if you uh, you turn in your Bibles, please, as we continue in uh in this, this wonderful verse, which sometimes this verse becomes overlooked because it's always in the context of, of Christmas. And so we're always singing, come all ye faithful, and for unto us a child was born, and we listen to handles beside. But, but the verse is rich, and so let's pray. Father, we want to see all the richness that you can possibly, Lord, load on us as we look into your son and who he was through Isaiah 9, 6. So open our hearts, open our minds, Lord, that we might see the Lord Jesus, we pray in his name, amen. Okay, now Isaiah 9, 6 reads, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor. That's the way it is. It's not Wonderful Counselor. It's Wonderful Counselor. The Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Okay, now, let's catch up. Because in our last study, what we did is we began to look at the Lord Jesus from Isaiah 9-6, from this verse here, and we saw that he is both the child that was born and God the Son who was given for man, and the upholder of the government of the whole universe, he is called, doesn't say he is, but he is called the everlasting Father, and he is the Prince of Peace, and he's the mighty God, or the El Gabor, or as it has in, as it is in Hebrew, the hero God. If you said Gabor today in Israel, they would say you're talking about a hero, that's, that's what it means. Wow, that's quite, that's quite a little title for the little child. 
You know, <laughs> hey, what's the little fella going to be called, huh? <laughs> oh, he's going to be called God the Son, the upholder of the universe, the wonderful counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace, that little babe. Most did not believe that. Any surprise? But some did, wise men did, who came from the east, and they believed it, and they worshiped him, and they gave him gifts to attest to that. Now, it's the title of the wonderful counselor, just that one part that we're focusing on. And we started to look at why he is called wonderful. What makes him wonderful as a counselor? Another way to put the way this says, we could say it like this, as a counselor, he's a wonder. He's a wonder. Now, we wanted to we looked at we began to look last week at his qualifications. We began to say that when you go to a counselor and you sit down in the seat and there he is very sitting at his desk and you're squinting your eyes to read all the diplomas up there on the wall, make sure there's no Podunk University or anything like that on there. And, and so those are qualifications. So we want we looked began to look at last week. What are the diplomas, so to speak? What are the degrees? What are the qualifications of the Lord Jesus Christ? One is he, like no other counselor, he understands us. He understands each one of us because he's the mighty God who made us. He, 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 he's the, you know, we look on television how it's made, and we find out how it's made. He knows how we're made. And then he's a wonderful counselor because like no other counselor, he suffered called the man of sorrows. He experienced every single one of our griefs, every single one of our sorrows, every single one of our weaknesses he experienced. And we saw only without sin. He's our wonderful counselor because like no other counselor on the cross, he experienced the darkness of separation, the darkness of abandonment. The darkness of abandonment by men, he experienced that as he saw all of his disciples, all of his friends run away. But worse than that, he experienced what he came to protect us from, which was the separation from God when he cried out, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? That makes him a wonderful counselor. He's a wonderful counselor because he experienced what terrorizes us. What terrorizes us? Death. Death terrorizes us. He experienced death, and then he triumphed over death. Oh, it's so wonderful. You go and you look at the model there of the uh, altar, of the brazen altar, and you see in that brazen altar where millions, who knows the number, of sacrifices were, were sacrificed in, in Israel during that 500-year period. Just, oh, so many sacrifices. And then every time the flames jumped up on the sacrifice and consumed it, and the flames said, more, more, more. And the sacrifices kept coming, and the flames never stopped because the flame was never satisfied. He was the sacrifice that when he went on the altar, he consumed the flames and put it out forever. And he experienced that. Okay. Now, he also is the wonderful counselor because 
Every other counselor was trained by somebody else. He was trained by no one. He needed no counselor to train him. He needed no mentor for him to apprentice under. He needed no university to give him a degree in counseling. He is a wonderful counselor because what he says is pure, it's true, it's from above. When uh, You never, ever have to ask the question when he gives counsel, is that right or wrong? You never have to put through the filter in your mind of what he said. I'm not sure that's correct. Is that true? Everything he says, he never errs. It's correct. So these were the qualifications that make him a wonderful counselor. Now, it's, we want to look at how he counsels, how he counsels, because that's also wonderful. He counsels by guidance. He counsels by guidance. He not only tells us what we've done wrong and tells us how to go right, how to go straight, but he guides us. He guides us with the scriptures. As the scriptures say in in 2 Timothy 3.16, all scripture is given by inspiration for God and is profitable for, number one, doctrine. Number two, reproof correction, instruction in righteousness. He counsels us, he guides us by giving us doctrine which tells us what is right. By reproof, he tells us when we are not right. By correction, he tells us how to get right, and by instruction in righteousness, he tells us how to stay right. That's a great counselor. That's a wonderful counselor because he tells us what's right and he tells us how to get right and how to stay right. And we saw him doing this with the woman at the well in John chapter four because he said what was right was in John 4.14, John 4.14, when he said what's right is a fountain that is a living fountain and if you drink this fountain you won't thirst again It'll take away your thirst forever. That's right. And then he explained to her what's not right in verse 18, John 4, 18, when he said, you've had five husbands, and the man you have not now is not your husband. That wasn't right. And then he explained how to get right in verse 24, in John 4, 24, worship God in spirit and in truth. In other words, repent, ask for forgiveness so you can worship, and then how to stay right, how to stay right, he gave that in verse 26, John 4, 26, John 4, 26, when he said, follow me because I that speak unto you am the Messiah. I am the Messiah. So cling, cling to the Messiah. When a, when a person goes to a normal counselor, the counselor tells them what's wrong and he gives them directions for what he should do to fix the problem, and then the patient returns after a period of time and the counselor asks them, how'd you do, how you doing, how did it go? And the, but the counselor does not stay with the person 724 every minute of the day, but that's what the Lord Jesus Christ does. He is, he, and that's the kind of guidance that he gives. He guides every second of every day. And he said that in Psalm 32, 8. Psalm 32, 8, it says, 
I will instruct thee and teach thee in the way which thou shalt go. I will guide thee with thine eye, with mine eye. So in other words, he says he will instruct you, he instructs us, and then every time we come to a crossroads in life, he will say to us, you go that way, don't go that way, go this way, don't go that way. That's the, that's the constant ongoing guidance, and he says, I'm gonna keep my eye on you uh, in a good way, <laughs> okay? I will guide you with mine eye. The Lord Jesus Christ is constantly with his eye. He's instructing us, and that's what we need. We need someone like that, a 24-7. That makes him a wonderful counselor. You know, when a person goes to a counselor, what he wants to know, first of all, first of all, is he looks at the person before he even hears anything, and he asks the question, how much do you really care about me? How much do you really care about me? How much am I just one of your professional patients? You know, in the heart of the person being counseled is this cry for love. It's this cry for care. He really wants the counselor to care about the person. How many saw the movie, What About Bob? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Bob craved for a counselor who would care about him as a person. And, and yeah, and Dr. Leo Marvin... <laughs> He kind of holds them back at arm's length, and he doesn't care about him as a person because this, this scene when he's in Lake Winnipesaukee up there, whatever it's called, and, and he gets this fake call in the middle of the night, you know, from, this, from the exchange, Dr. Marvin, you know, Bill, your, your patient has just committed suicide, and he goes, oh, that's too bad, he goes back to sleep. Yeah, okay. So a person wants to know that the counselor really cares about him, as a person, this is where the Lord Jesus Christ really shines as a wonderful counselor because he loves like no other counselor because what it says in John 13, 1, John 13, 1, it says, now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour was come, that he should depart out of the world, out of this world unto the Father, having loved his own which were in the world, he loved them unto the end. Wow, what a counselor is that? That's a wonderful counselor to love unto the end. In John 15, 3, the very famous, John 15, 13, very famous verse, John 15, 13, greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. Counselors do not call their patients friends. They're patients, but they're not friends. But the Lord Jesus Christ is a wonderful counselor because he calls us his friends. And counselors don't die for their patients. They just don't. They'll do a lot, but they'll not do that. But he's a wonderful counselor because he died for our faults. And in Revelation 1.5, it just describes him when it says, from the Lord Jesus Christ, from, from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead, and the prince of the kings of the earth. And then it says in this verse in Revelation 1.5, unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. Counselors tell patient, patients what they need to do to clean up their lives. But counselors don't clean their lives up with their patients. But the Lord Jesus Christ is so wonderful as a counselor. He not only cleanses us from our sins, he cleanses us with his own blood. He's a wonderful counselor because he loved us. 
He loves us to the extent of dying for our sins, of cleansing us from our sins in his own blood. He's a wonderful counselor because the, the, he gave this greatest counsel that Eric already quoted tonight, which is in Matthew eleven twenty eight. Matthew eleven twenty eight, where it says, come unto me, verses 11, 28, 29, Matthew 11, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. No counselor ever gave the counsel of come unto me in Matthew 11, 28. No counselor ever said to their patient, take my yoke upon you. No counselor ever said, learn of me. No counselor ever gave the promise, I will give you rest. No counselor ever said, you will find rest unto your soul. That's a unique counsel. When the Lord Jesus Christ said, I will give you rest, it literally, he literally saying there in the Greek, I will rest you. I will calm you. Uh, the picture is when he was like at the Sea of Galilee and it was a big storm. He said, peace, be still. It was still. He said, I will do that. We're all sinners. We're sinners by birth. We're sinners by nature. We're sinners by practice. Apart from that, there's nothing wrong. <laughs> there's just no such thing as a good sinner. There's no such thing as a good sinner. Sinners are wicked. Sinners are sinners are sinners. Sinners are described in Isaiah 57.20, Isaiah 57.20, where it says the wicked are like the troubled sea. When it cannot rest, it doesn't have the ability to rest. It cannot rest. Whose waters are cast, cast up mire and dirt. There is no peace, saith by God, to the wicked. That picture is so graphic. You know, we go down to the beach here, we look at the ocean on a stormy day, and we see this one wave crash after another, and we want to say to the ocean, ocean, your waters are so churned up already, your waves are crashing one after the other. Can't you rest? And the ocean, the sea comes back and says, no, I cannot rest, because the turmoil is within me. Now, that's a picture of man with a turmoil raging within him that cannot be calmed. He cannot come to rest because the storm is inside of him. The reason there's no rest for a lost person is because he knows he's not going to heaven. He knows that heaven is not his home, and that will cause turmoil every time. But when a person comes to the Lord Jesus Christ, he gives him a rest. It's a gift. And he said, of going to heaven, he says, he says, I will give you rest. Come unto me, all that labor and heavy laden. I will give you rest. What is that rest? Hebrews 3.18 explains Hebrews 3.18. It's his rest. Enter into his rest. Hebrews 4.9, 4.9, Hebrews 4.9. There remaineth therefore a rest to the people of God. That's a description of heaven. Heaven is described as a rest. It's a rest from the turmoil. That's why those words are so wonderful when he said, I will rest you, because the peace that he gives, it's not external, it's internal. You know, it, it, the peace that he gives is not by moving to America's finest city here in San Diego. <laughs> it's not from winning the lottery that you see on Highway 8 as the numbers go by and you practically have an accident saying $150 million. <laughs> okay? 
It's not from that, being set for a life with money. Those are external. They cannot bring peace to the soul. The Lord Jesus Christ brings a peace that's deep. It's deep within the soul because it calms the soul. It takes away the desire to sin when it says in 2 Corinthians 5.17, 2 Corinthians 5.17, therefore if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. It calms the soul because it takes away the fear of death. The fear of death as describes in Colossians 1.20, Colossians 1.20, and having made peace, through the blood of his cross. You know, many came to him as a wonderful counselor. It says in Mark 1.45, and they came to him from every quarter. They came from everywhere. They just flocked to him. When they came to him, it says something very interesting in Mark 2.13. Mark 2.13 says, and he went forth again by the seaside, and all the multitude resorted unto him. Disconsolate. They were disconsolate. And they resorted unto him. And he taught them. And that makes him a wonderful counselor. And what's happened in the past is happening today. And it's going to happen in the future. In the future, when we read in Zechariah 8:23, this is a description of the of future. Zechariah 8:23, where it says, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, in those days it shall come to pass that ten men shall take hold of all the languages of the nations, even shall take hold of the skirt of him that is a Jew, saying, we will go with you, for we have heard that God is with you. That is in the future where all the nations are symbolized by these 10 men who all speak a different language. I can't imagine the scene. But the scene is that they all take hold of the skirt of a Jew, and when they what they do is what they say is that they they don't want to to they don't want to make these Gentiles Jews, you know those Jews do not say that you know I've heard that that you can give me synagogue traditions, and and or you can give me you can give me Jewish traditions and make me Messianic Jews. They're not saying that. What they say is that they've heard that God is with them. Jehovah Jesus is with them. They've heard that they, that you can give me Jehovah Jesus. I want him. And that's going to be a great day when the Jewish people are reconciled to God as we work for. That's what we call it, Israel restoration. When they're restored from where they've been fallen and when they get reconciled to the Lord Jesus Christ and when the Jewish, Jewish people come to worship the Lord Jesus Christ as God and he dwells among them, and the sign that was over his cross just really fulfilled the king of the Jews, then all these people are going to come with one desire, which is to follow the one, I want the wonderful counselor. Where's the wonderful counselor? And and they're going to come to him. He's the wonderful counselor because he said, come unto me all that labor and heavy laden, I will give you rest. He said, I'll give you the rest. That's a rest giver the wonderful counselor. He's a wonderful counselor because he, 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 he gives himself to see and to understand the problem of the one he is counseling. The Lord Jesus Christ did this with a deep, penetrating search as he looked into the real condition of man. And what he found was he identified two conditions of man. The first condition he described as labor. 
Come unto me, all ye that labor. Labor is a word. It's an action word. It's a, it, it expresses a working, a putting out of, of a lot of effort, a ceaseless, uh, just uh, energy being expended. And for all that effort, there's nothing to show. Another wonderful day studying the Bible with our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor, here on Friendship with God. Don't forget that today's message and previous messages can be listened to and downloaded for free at friendshipwithgod.org, friendshipwithgod.org. You can also go online to find free resources from Tom Cantor and our online bookstore at friendshipwithgod.org. You can also find Tom Cantor on Facebook, and you can also go to friendshipwithgod.org and sign up for his daily devotional. Tom Cantor is also the founder of Israel Restoration Ministries. You can visit that website at israelrestorationministries.org. You can write to Tom Cantor at P.O. Box 711330, P.O. Box 711330, Santee, California. Santee, California, 92071. Or email Tom Cantor at tomcantor at friendshipwithgod.org. Tom Cantor at friendshipwithgod.org. Or for more information about Tom Cantor and Friendship with God and Israel Restoration Ministries, call us at 800-247-3051. What are you doing Sunday nights? Come join Friendship with God radio Bible teacher Tom Cantor of the Friendship with God Fellowship Church every Sunday night at 5.30 p.m. at The Vine at 9336 Abraham Way, Santee, California. Watch and listen live around the world to Tom Cantor Sunday evening on YouTube.com by searching for Friendship with God Fellowship or by going to our homepage at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. This program was brought to you by Israel Restoration Ministries.